Hey, we're digital content creators who met online. I was using TikTok as an escape from my soul-sucking corporate sales job. And I was using it to share my art and talk all things self-employment when I found Marissa. And then I went viral for the first time, which was my open door to exploring self-employment as a digital content creator, which happened to be the major reason I was drawn to Danielle in the first place. We started bonding over my story of being a graphic designer who left the corporate world four years ago to pursue a lifestyle where I took my success as a designer and blended it with my free spirit to run my very own kick-ass business. So with our mutual focus on mindset and knowing that I was about to leave my nine to five, we started having conversations about my plan moving forward. My business coach told me to interview a few people who I thought could be my target audience. So of course I asked Danielle. And in typical Danielle fashion, I hijacked the conversation and asked Marissa to be my co-host instead. Clearly, I didn't say no. So this is now our podcast, Her Messy Bun, where we chat about all things mindset, confidence, and business essentials for all of our self-employed lady friends. And where you can tune in to all of our not-so-private conversations. So throw up your messy bun, because Because shit's shit's about about to to get get real. real. Hello, my friends, or should I say our friends now, because as you heard in our intro, Marissa is going to be joining us from now on. Hi, Marissa. Hi. Hi, everybody. (laughs) I'm so excited that you said yes to joining. Um, And I just really want to start off with some changes right away. So the first change that we're going to do is Marissa and I talked about some like deep details of our personal life and our business life. And we thought it would be fun to create a messy bun moment. So we're going to share our messy bun moments right away in this episode, but it might change in the future. And this part in the episode is always going to just have us dive into something specific from the week where we were living that hardcore messy bun life and it actually paid off. So Marissa, do you want to start? I will start. Yes. So first of all, thank you, obviously, for having me. I guess I don't have to thank you for having me anymore since we're co-hosts, but (laughs) still, I'm very excited to be here. Um, So my messy bun moment of the week was the slightest bit of background. As you heard in the intro, I quit my nine to five. So now I'm living that self-employment lifestyle and I have a business coach. So this week I decided to invest further and Mm -hmm. I signed up for six more months with her, which was a pretty wow. substantial investment. And yeah. immediately after I got the best feedback from what I like to call the universe by being offered the perfect dream role part-time job yeah. that would teach me the skills that I will need when I eventually have my own full-fledged brand. So that's awesome. Yeah. Are you allowed to talk about it yet? Or I, I'm probably not, but okay. It was very instantaneous feedback from the universe, you know, for investing in myself and choosing to say yes. And, you know, just because you just hit your like month marker of being self-employed, right? Yes. I was done with my full-time job end of December. Wow. That's Mm -hmm. crazy. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. I'm so happy for you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. Because you've had like other clients though, this entire time too. This is just like the big, big fish client that you got. Yes. Yes. I've had little design clients here and there, um, you know, helping them with one design or two and Mm -hmm. it's been paying the bills and, you know, keeping me afloat and teaching me skills. But I always told myself, I do not want another nine to five ever, but if I do take anything that resembles, you know, a consistent daily job, it needs to be something that I really, really, really love. Yeah. That will teach me the skills that I need to know. So, you know, couldn't have asked for a better better thing to kind of just fall in my lap. And I just oh, so cool. truly believe that it's because I chose to say yes to myself. And yeah, it's crazy. That's awesome. Well, keep riding that wave of energy because more things are going to happen for you. I promise. I hope so. <laughs> about your messy bun moment of the week? What is yours? Uh, my messy bun moment of the week. So I know that you've definitely followed along. Like we've Uh, you know that I've owned three businesses in the past and that I'm in the middle of a merger of like getting everything under her messy bun. But one of my past businesses was a candle shop, which I am actually going to be retiring because after quite some time of thinking, like, do I still want to do candles? It's not as big of a passion for me. Um, I kind of put my foot down and said, you know, I think I, I, have to practice what I preach and it's you have to be happy in everything that you're doing and if you are happy with what you're doing then you're successful and honestly 
candle making was just not making me happy anymore and it was causing so much stress and so once I finally put that foot down I got reached out and somebody's buying my candle business from me oh my goodness yeah that is so, so exciting yeah so it's kind of like the sign from the universe that like it was definitely meant to happen and now there's like no going back I of course talked to my husband about it and his reaction is funny oh my god so you're really not going to do this anymore are you <laughs> no yeah. I'm not but that was kind of a lot of people's reactions, I would imagine, you know, when you're telling them you're not going to be making them anymore because I have one of yours and I burned it immediately and never yeah. had it not burning because they're so good. And yeah. so, you know, it's, it goes to show when you have this part of your business that so many people love to set it aside and to retire it is kind of a big deal. Huge deal. And um, I mean, if you've listened to like part of the reasons why it caused so much stress, it's partially because... Um, my son is allergic to fragrances. So I had to like secretly make them and I couldn't make them while he was around or while he was in the same room or if he was going to be home in the next like five hours and with COVID going on, he's always home and I'm always home. So <laughs> I was like tucked away in the garage making these candles <laughs> in the middle of winter. It's not fun. And winter's like your busy season when you're a small business um, making products. So yeah. It feels really good. That is my messy bun moment. All this hard work paid off and I feel really good about it. Like that was like the, one of the first goals I gave myself when I said I was going to start my own business and be self-employed. And like four years later, here I am retiring it and so excited for it. I reached that goal and now I, I get to move on Amazing. and I get to start more goals that I might not have had the time to because so yeah. So good. It's exciting. Yeah. So out with candles, in with what? What's what's next? What's the plan? If you've been paying attention to TikTok or the website changes or just like listen to the podcast, you know that I'm always talking about um, different ways to boost yourself in your own business. So my goal is to create more marketing materials and more business materials for other small businesses out there because I do that with my major clients anyways. Like I, what I want to do is like downsize what I do for my one-on-one -on -one clients. So that way the masses can buy it at a more affordable rate and like they can still get high quality material from somebody that they trust and somebody that's gone through it and, you know, without having to pay that like extra fee because I know it's out of a lot of people's budgets and uh, I just want to be able to like reach as many people as I can help as many friends as I can and just move forward with that and then of course my art you know yes, I'm gonna try to combine art. the two mm -hmm. yeah so so digital expect a lot of digital materials coming your way <laughs> that's amazing yeah and that's what a lot of small businesses and self-employed people need because just like me right now yes I invested in a business coach, but all the other tools that I'm investing in right now are very cost friendly and affordable. So the fact that you're yeah. providing things like that for people like me, I'm your target audience is amazing. Yeah, definitely. You're going to be helping a lot of people. Thanks. I appreciate that. Mm. Yeah. You definitely are a target audience. Somebody that's new in um, being self-employed oh, or somebody that's confident in doing it, but maybe not so new, just needs help a little bit, like that hand-holding. And I think a lot of the downloadable prints and the um, booklets and e-courses that I'm planning on getting out this year would definitely guide people in your, in your shoes. So Amazing. I'm looking forward to uh, it. So Shoot. <laughs> Same. <laughs> but, um, okay, so I want this episode to be a little bit more about our stories, considering the fact that my, maybe people don't know your story fully. I feel like on TikTok, you are a very talkative person for <laughs> us, but you don't talk about yourself very much. So can you share a little bit more of your story? I can, I can. So where to begin? I guess the story of me winding up where I am now pretty much all starts in the summer of 2020, the best year ever. COVID-19 is in its heyday. <laughs> I'm in Philadelphia, a hot spot, and I'm completely stuck at home. So at the time, I was working a fancy corporate sales job and hating yeah. every minute of it. You know, for my whole college career and the few years after, I was Little Miss. I'm in a grind until I'm 
in charge of everyone. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the more status I have in my job and the more money I make equals happiness. Mm -hmm. And when I got this promotion into my corporate sales role, I was just, you know, I finally made it. I have the perfect job. I have the perfect paycheck. I have the perfect apartment in such a cool city and everything just, you know, the circumstances were great. Yeah. And I was miserable. I had never been as unhappy as I was in the summer of 2020. And shockingly, it had nothing. COVID. Exactly. Right. Shockingly, not because of 2020. Right. (laughs) So in the summer of last year, I was on TikTok just as a consumer, as we all probably Mm -hmm. were, because what else is there to do? And so I found a life coach and I'm going to plug her because she's amazing. Her name's Tori Gordon. Yeah, she's incredible. Um, Her handle is Coach Tori Gordon. I found her and I immediately just connected with her and everything she was saying, I was just whole, you know, with my whole chest, I was feeling it. So I reached out to her in my first session with her. I was like, you know, prepared with my notes and I had a list of things to talk about. And I said, Tori, I have a procrastination problem. I really want you to help me with my procrastination problem because I'm over here and you know, I, I just put everything off. I stay up late. I don't want to wake up in the morning. I, I don't do the dishes. I put off all my work. And she looked me dead in the face and said, you don't have a procrastination problem. I think yeah. you hate your job. <laughs> and <laughs> I didn't know that I was hiring her to talk about my job. Yeah. So she wow. very quickly saw through the bullshit and- yeah you know, we started talking about work and what success means to me and what happiness means to me. And it quickly occurred to me that, wow, I'm living a version of life that I thought was Mm going to lead me to happiness and that I thought meant I was successful. Right. But here I was freaking miserable. So she started, you know, talking about what are you passionate about and what lights you up? And I'm like, I don't know, (laughs) because Mm -hmm. I had never thought about that before. I just lived my life to grind, grind, grind. And so I feel, sorry to interrupt you, but mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people are raised to believe like, as a millennials, like we were raised that we had to go to college, that we had to hit the grind and we had to just keep going. And we like, you had to get a high paying job in order to be successful and in order to do good. And Nothing was said about if you don't do those things, you are not not successful. And I feel like a lot of times that was like a lot of our issues was people just made it seem like that was the only way to be successful was to be doing what you are describing. 100%. Yeah. And if you weren't there yet, you need to be, you know, that needs to be your end goal. You know, you need yeah. that, that big sales job and that big promotion. Yeah. But it occurred to me that you know, if I keep this up, this is not going to end well. And I'm going to burn out. I'm only 26 now, but I knew that by age 30, I'm going to be burnt out. But by then I could potentially have a mortgage or a husband and a family. And Mm -hmm. I might Mm -hmm. feel like it's too late at that point, which is not true, but I just, I knew that this was the time to act because I was being slapped in the face with this realization that, wow, I have to make a change. Yeah. And you're the only person holding yourself back at this point. You don't have a kid to worry about. You, you know, I don't want to say you don't have a husband to worry about, but you also don't have that to worry about. Absolutely. You know, like it's a, you're your own responsibility regardless of other circumstances. Exactly. And I, I was in this position where I was making six figures and a lot of people never make that. And it was, I, I, I realized full heartedly, you know, the privilege that I had in the moment and the opportunity that I had. So I knew that I had no other choice but to do something with this new knowledge. Mm -hmm. And so we quickly discovered that a lot of the reason I'm just felt soulless, like there was a gaping void in my chest was because I was not being creative at all. Yeah. I grew up such a creative kid. Yearbook was my favorite class in high school. I was an editor. 
I was on YouTube at age 14. I was wow. part of a Twilight collaboration channel. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that about me. I did not know that about you. If yeah, I, I would have, I might have. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I didn't, I, you know, put, I uh, intentionally hold that back because it changes people's opinions about me. I was, yeah, I was, kept that off the resume, huh? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I was on, you know, I was on YouTube at age 14. Yeah. I'm an internet freak. It's it's just always been part of me, but I, you know, growing up in a digital age, I don't know why it never occurred to me to start creating content. It's such right. an obvious thing. <laughs> well, and you're really good at creating content. Like a lot of people on TikTok, especially still use like music to help them create the content. And if you are not following Marissa, please go follow her right now and check her out because you make the content where you're a talking head, like your words and are your thoughts are coming to, um, to be the, the actual content. So you are the content, which, wow, I mean, yeah, look at, <laughs> look at where it's gotten you. I am the content. Yeah. Heck yeah. And mm -hmm. so and initially I found Tori on TikTok. So she yeah. said, what do you want to do creatively? And I said, well, you know, I have watercolors, but you know, I'm not very good at it. So I don't want to do that. And you know, mm -hmm. I, I needed to be good at something artistically to stick with it. So she's like, okay, yeah. what else do you enjoy? And I said, I've always had a thing for video and TikTok is just like, felt like such a fun thing that I should be, yeah. get, you know, that was calling me. And yeah. she's like, okay, your homework this week is to make a video. And awesome. that was terrifying. Cause you had not yet made a video for TikTok at this point. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, when I found her and started working with her, I didn't have an account. So here comes my, you know, imposter syndrome coming out like, oh God, I don't have anything to say. And some of the best mm -hmm. advice she ever gave me, which I say to everyone is just take messy action and just make a video. And later that day, my first video was posted. And by the time we met a week later, I had posted six and she was like, girl, this is for you you know, you obviously enjoy this because you just posted six and your homework was one. Damn. So it was pretty exciting. Um, yeah. So you're I like can... her dream client. Do oh, yeah. But I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny too, because something that she said to me, because I always would say, Tori, you changed my life. You changed my life. And she's like, no, you changed your life. I was just here mm -hmm. to help you. And she said, it's not necessarily me that's so special, but it's when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. So yeah. wow. I must have been ready to make a change, which is For why, sure. you know, I was, I was doing it. It just so happened that I really clicked with Tori and she was the one to help me through it. Um, yeah. But she's amazing. I mean, I still think she's, you know, to, to blame for a lot of my success. But <laughs> to blame, not to credit, but right. So I kept going with TikTok. Um, I kept working with Tori and things kind of got better for me. I still really didn't like my job, but I was like, okay, you know, now I have kind of a coping mechanism. I'm going to post online and have more fun. Yeah. And um, my eighth video went viral, very viral. Mm -hmm. It got yes, 2 million I, views. I yes. Wow. It got 2 million views in a few days and it was shocking. It was shocking the things that uh -huh. were coming from it. I mean, I was gaining one to 2000 followers a day. I was like, Oh man, if I keep this up, I'm going to have 10 or I'm going to have a hundred thousand followers by Christmas. This is amazing. Like, wow. It was just, I like saw this yeah. future for me on TikTok just because of this one day of, of crazy growth. Right. But so does Hollywood call me type of feeling? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah. so it was kind of this, like I talked about earlier, this automatic feedback from the universe saying, hey, good job for getting on TikTok. You're doing the right thing. Here's, you know, we're yeah. going to throw you a bone. You're going to go viral. And Damn. it quickly became, I don't want to say my full-time job, but I, I quickly started to just not care about work as much. And I ha was having so much fun making videos. I feel like as an outsider, so I had followed you before your video went viral. And when it went viral, I feel like from an outsider, it was like, yeah, that's meant to happen. And then as we're making more content as an outsider, again, I felt like, no, this is for sure her like 
full-time job. Like the, she is a digital content creator. And I remember thinking that, and then when you were on a live, you had mentioned that, no, this isn't your full-time job. Like you don't do this for a job. I think everybody was just like, wait, what? You don't? <laughs> yeah. Do you, I feel like yes. every, you shocked everybody when you told people that you had a, act like a, a full-time corporate job. Like no one was like expecting that especially yeah. for some of the woo stuff you like to talk about. Yes, yes, a lot of <laughs> a lot of people were shocked that wait, you're not a therapist? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. no, I'm in sales. <laughs> like, yeah. And to be honest, I don't think I ever thought that you were a therapist because mm-hmm. you very you very very did you did a very good job at making it clear yeah. that you were oh, look at this I just found. Like look yes. at what inspired me. But it's interesting that people still, like, while they heard that, still thought it was your, your opinion and your, you know, thought that mm-hmm. came through rather than a quote that you literally quoted. Oh, yeah. As I'm holding the book. You. Yeah. yeah. As, as I'm holding the book on the frame for people right. to see. Yeah. To fill people in who don't know my content, I was talking about, you know, mindset and mm-hmm. what I was essentially learning with Tori and all of the mindset shifts that I was going through at the same time. So it was all of the, you know, the self-limiting beliefs that I was getting rid of and the blocks that I was Mm -hmm. taking away from my mind and just quite literally just sharing my mindset journey with TikTok and people really resonated with it. I mean, it's so relatable, especially in 2020. I felt like a lot of people needed your content. And I think a lot of people still do need your content. But in 2020, people were home. People had to face the the mirror way more than they had probably ever expected. So your content coming through right then, right when it did, I think was like perfect. And everything just aligned for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think I've, it still is. Oh, it totally. Yeah. It's just yeah. still just right on track. That's so it feels. Um, yeah. And I actually have heard that from a lot more people that, you know, I, I felt myself going through this like existential crisis or like quarter life crisis. I've had quite a few at this point, but you know, I felt myself going <laughs> through this quarter life <laughs> crisis. Exactly. But yeah, I, I heard, or so I was perceiving that a lot more people were going through that too because of 2020 and the things that it forced you to look at mm-hmm. and people losing their jobs and people working from home and losing any any semblance of work life of work life balance and it really forced people to look in the mirror and be like what am i doing and yeah it's you know this is i'm not making i'm not happy you know 2020 the pandemic is making us face that life is not guaranteed. And so I think a lot of people were going through what I was going through. It just so happened that I was putting, putting all of my stuff on TikTok for everyone to see. Yeah. So, and I, it's not just that you're putting it, I like, I want to give you a little more credit than you just give yourself. It's not that you were just putting it on. It's how you go about do it, doing it as well. Like you have a, a very clear way of communicating what people need to hear. And it's, it's amazing. It's a really good talent to have oh, and not many people you. have it. So thank you. Yeah. Um, You're welcome. yeah. So after, you know, kind of blowing up a little bit, I was continuing with TikTok. I was working with Tori a little bit more. And after my four sessions with her, a lot of people don't know this. I was ready to quit. And yeah, I, you know, had this fun hobby and I also knew I hated my job. And I was ready to quit. So I tried to quit. And what month was, what month you, oh, in the summer. Okay. Yes. It was in end of July, early August. I called my boss and I said, Hey, I'm done. And we ended up working through an arrangement where I was going to get home, get to move home to Phoenix Mm -hmm. from Philadelphia and kind of change up my job description a little bit. And it was a great conversation. You know, it kind of He didn't really know that I wasn't happy. So it was a good conversation, very productive. And I moved home to Phoenix in September. And that again was a lot of good feedback from the universe as I was taking it. Because if I hadn't found Tori, if I hadn't started on TikTok, if I hadn't been so brave and ready to say goodbye to my income, I wouldn't have been given the opportunity to come home to Phoenix where my family is. 
And so, you know, things were looking up for a while. I was still posting, growing very steadily, I should say. Nothing, nothing huge or major, but very steady. And I was doing the best to kind of enjoy my job and just see how things went. Yeah. And in the meantime, I was still working with Tori through group programs. So it's like, you know, I'm still working on improving myself, but I really didn't know, you know, if I do quit, I don't know what I would do next. Mm -hmm. And then work kind of took a turn towards the end of the year. And by December, I just was met with that feeling again that I felt in the summer where I really didn't want to I didn't want to go to bed because I knew that the earlier I went to bed, the earlier I had to wake up and start working, which mm-hmm. it's, I just, I don't wish that feeling upon anyone. Yeah. There's a word for that where it's like, mm-hmm. like you, I can't remember what it is, but I saw, I saw it recently. On your For You page? Yeah. My Me for too. You page. What don't I see? I just assume any topic that I'm like, recently I read somewhere. I didn't read it anywhere. I read it off of like the closed captions on somebody's video on Exactly. Okay. I found a study. Like, no, I didn't. Yeah. I found a study that somebody else found and I then <laughs> maybe looked it up. Um, no. <laughs> but there's a word for it where you, it's not procrastination. It's not like you just refuse to fall asleep. Your brain does not want to shut down because right then and there is the most, um, endorphins you'll get until Mm -hmm. you get to that time again because you hate doing what you do from when you wake up until you get to that point again which is Mm -hmm. insane to think about Mm -hmm. but it's so true Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it was it was not good and even on the days where I would wake up and here I'm working from home so I do have full autonomy over my day and what I do Um, Mm -hmm. so even on the days where I didn't have a lot going on when I could be using my time to make TikToks or do something creative or going out for a walk, doing something that I know is going to make me happy, I would lay on the couch because I knew that I should probably be working. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't, I couldn't get myself to do anything else. And then by the end of the day, I would feel guilty that I accomplished nothing. And I just knew, you know, and in the back of my mind this whole time, I knew that I could make a career out of what I have brewing on social media Mm -hmm. because not a lot of people are in the situation that I was in where I wasn't using social for money and I, I really wasn't monetizing anything. It was just right, just a fun outlet that I knew I was right. help, helping people and people enjoyed my content and it was fun. But mm-hmm. I knew that I could do something with it. So as I was being confronted with this feeling again, I was going back and forth internally saying, okay, well, you can have this be your quote side hustle, this TikTok thing, mm-hmm. and just stick with work as long as you can and just take the paycheck. But right. like I just said, I couldn't, I couldn't function. I couldn't do anything right. because I was so miserable. Let's go into our sponsorships really quick for the episode. And then um, Marissa, I would love to hear the rest of your story. Calling all small businesses. Are you on the hunt for better photography and listing images? Look no further than Jazzy Fresh Photography. With over 10 years of experience working with high fashion and name brand products, Jazzy Fresh Photography is your go-to girl to help take your business to the next level. As a female entrepreneur herself, she's devoted to helping other women whether that's making them feel beautiful for professional headshots, taking their engagement and or wedding photos, or teaming up and building out their photo inventory for their social media and websites. Check her out at www.jazzyfresh.com for all your photography needs, and be sure to mention her Messy Bun podcast. All right, so Marissa, you were just telling us about the details leading you into what I like to think of as your month, December. So yes. go from there. What happened in December? So December, December was the month that I was confronted with everything and really knew that this was probably most likely going to be the last month that I was in my job. So in the back of my head, I was thinking, okay, I really love creating content. I love being on TikTok, but I've always been interested in graphic design. So I repurposed my personal Instagram, which is just Marissa Joe, And mm-hmm. I started just making designs and, you know, it was either designs of something completely random or something topical going on like the election mm-hmm. or something 
regarding mental health or some quotes that I was reading. And that was a really good outlet. And I was hoping that I was eventually going to be able to get clients. And right after I did that more positive reinforcement, I started to get a couple of small commissions from friends and family. So I wasn't going to pretend that I was some professional graphic designer. So it felt like a good, you know, first step into the world. But I also knew a lot of my money could also come from TikTok. So it came time to quit. And the day that I gave my notice, I actually recorded myself doing it because I knew content, baby content, this is, (laughs) this is golden and the people are going to love this. So I put it on TikTok and that is now my most viral video. Um, There was a trend going on where it was like, you know, this is me three hours before my blind date. This is me one hour before my blind date. This is me 10 minutes before my blind date. And it's the person getting progressively more drunk or more nervous or something. <laughs> yeah. So I decided to use that trend and say, you know, this is me one hour before I quit my corporate job. This is me 15 minutes before I quit my corporate job. And then I showed a snippet of the conversation and then the aftermath of me feeling a lot better. And wow. that video is sitting at, I think, 2.2 million views at this point. Wow. But, you know, I got more of that positive reinforcement where people are like, you know, you're living my dream and, oh, teach me how to do that. And wow, you're so brave. And, you know, it brought in a lot more of an audience for me and just more, just more reinforcement, honestly, more positive reinforcement that I was doing the right thing. So when that happened and my two weeks went by and it was finally my last day, it was you know, like an elephant took its foot off my chest is how I kept phrasing it. It just felt like I could finally breathe. And I knew that I was going to be okay, but Mm -hmm. I also kind of had this thing in my head. If I don't make it in a few months, I can always just get another sales job. And that's kind of what was going through my head in, you know, at the end of December and the beginning of January, but it hit me you know, no, I want to give this a real shot. And I know I can mm-hmm. do this by myself. So I said yeah. yes to a business coach and That's she's awesome. amazing. She, her name's Jaya Rose. Um, she has a TikTok as well. And she basically guaranteed me like, girlfriend, you have an audience. You need to sell them something. They are wanting mm-hmm. to buy from you. You are in such a unique yeah. position and you need to do something with it. And so I really thought that I was going to be the mindset lady and help people with self-discovery and mindset and, you know, all the stuff that I was talking about. Right. I just realized that mindset lady is just such a weird thing to call myself. So I'm just never going to say that again. (laughs) I mean, we have lady friends listening to you that (laughs) would probably appreciate that. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) So what Jaya told me was, and I think she said this word for word, I don't think you're going to teach people about mindset. Your genius is in your communication skills and your ability to take a whole big concept and shrink it down into a main point and deliver that main point in an impactful way that gets people to go, Mm -hmm. wow, that's, I've never thought of that before. It's true. It's so true. I appreciate Yeah. I appreciate that. And I, it, it shocks me when people tell me things like that, because that's just something I've always been good at. It's never something that I've worked on or, you know, tried to hone in on. It's just something I've been good at. And right after I said yes to Jaya, Danielle came and said, Hey, do you want to be my co-host? So it's just, these doors were opening one after another. That was just making me so confident in the direction that I was going in. And day by day, that backup plan in my head of, I can always just get another sales job. Yeah. was was getting a lot quieter. Has it shifted to um, the question or like the statement of, I know I'm fine because I will make it happen. You, the faith that you have within yourself, like has that appeared yet? It has. Yes. Good. I, I now, what day is it? January 23rd. I can yeah. now say with my whole chest, I will never have another nine to five. Nice. And I know that it's true. I just know that it's true. I have developed such a good relationship with my intuition over the past six months that Mm -hmm. I just know. And 
that it's that's just it. I mean, yeah. there's no other way to explain it. Just kind of wrap up my story and get you up to speed. Right yeah. now on TikTok, I kind of made a little bit of a pivot. I will always, always, always talk about mindset because I'm so, I'm I'm just such a nerd about it, and mm-hmm. I will never stop sharing what I'm learning. Mm-hmm. But what I'm gonna do on TikTok now is help people do what I did. So for the people out there who whether they're self-employed or small business owners, or they're just people who have a very important message to share with the world. Mm -hmm. I want to help them do that and also help myself. And, you know, that's one of the things I'm, I'm working on with my business coach is actually asking for people's money because I have been providing a lot of value and, and helping people for free that it's kind of a big mindset, mindset shift that I have to make right now is I am valuable. I am providing something worthwhile So I want to be compensated for it. So kind of taking TikTok in that direction and contracting, doing contracting work on the side. And now, of course, I am a co-host on this wonderful podcast and, you know, a small part of the Hermesi Bun brand. So I am just very grateful to be here and excited to just see where this takes both of us. Yeah, same here. I am so excited and I love your story. I think it's very relatable. Like even I... I'm four years deep into leaving the corporate world and I still can relate to it. It's so, it's just such a, mm-hmm. I think it's story, people's personal stories are extremely empowering. And so the fact that you knew that you needed to record that snippet of you quitting, like not many people get to do that. Like not many people <laughs> think of that, but it's so relatable and I love it. And it's, it's motivational without being motivational. It's just like your story of like, this is what happened and people will be motivated. Like people will see that as their sign that they also like need to do that or that they also should do that, you know? Right. Yeah. Storytelling is the most powerful tool that we have and, you know, to connect with people because slick witty marketing and Mm -hmm. advertising tools, people are aware of those now and people aren't, easily as easily bamboozled as they were you know when a lot of the advertising gimmicks were were brand new so storytelling is really the best way to connect Mm -hmm. with people and speaking of I would love to hear yours (laughs) well (laughs) I I feel like my story is just consistently shifting and I love it but you know I just mentioned earlier in the episode that I am I merged the companies together and that merge now looks like something completely different than I thought it was going to. So I'm going to rewind a little bit and talk about how I left the corporate world four years ago. And it was a mutual departure. (laughs) If you have not (laughs) seen my TikTok, a quick version is that I wrote up my, I typed up my, um, resignation letter the same day that they let me go. So <laughs> I not only got to leave, but I got a severance package to leave. And so that buffered that like fear that I had, which is like not a lot of people would be super excited to get fired. And I had never been fired from a job in my entire life ever. And so, and I have been working at this point for 12 years full time. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like 12 or 13 years full-time in an, in a full-time employment position, not at this place. Um, but full-time in the corporate graphic design corporate world. And like to find out that like they wanted to pay me to leave. I was like, I will take your money and go. I will not let you know I was about to leave as well. Um, so prior to getting let go, I had already been starting to look up how different ways to, find clients and do my graphic design because originally it was just meant to be like, I knew that there was so much more than just the typical nine to five. I wanted, I was tired. There's a TikTok going around. That's like, um, what made you become an entrepreneur? I think you actually do edit it or you stitched it the other day. That's my business coach actually. Yeah. So, Oh yeah. That's so so funny. funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she says something along the lines of like, what may give, what's one reason or, or your one, why that you're an entrepreneur. And mine was, I was so sick and tired of my ideas not being good enough until somebody else did them. And then somebody got mad at me and I was like, Oh, I just, I can't, I can't handle being second guessed 
like mm -hmm. that. And like, I can't handle then getting repercussions because I didn't, you know, like I didn't follow through with an idea that my boss nixed. So now that I'm my own boss, it's like, I'm responsible for if I say yes, or if I mm -hmm. nix a position or nix something. Um, so I started th three different things, like right off the gates. I started finding um, freelance graf graphic design work that I then turned into an actual company of my own. Um, I started learning all the different ways of how to make candles because I knew that was something creative that I wanted to do. It was like a passion project that I always wanted to do. And then uh, the most embarrassing of them all is I, 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 I joined an MLM and I do oh, not run that to anybody. No. Yeah. I had, see, okay. <laughs> Let me just like rewind a little bit. I, when I was in high or at the end of high school, I was about to graduate and I'm like, oh, my mom's having like a jewelry party. And I think back then, and mind you, I'm older than you, Marissa, by like six years, five or six years. And that's a big oh, number. Yeah. yeah. It's a big number <laughs> to say out loud. <laughs> um, and I always see you as like three or four years older than me. I only see myself as like 30 seconds older than you based on <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. But um, so back then, like, you know, MLM really was like, here's jewelry, buy it. And it wasn't this like weight loss supplement bullshit that it is now. It wasn't this like get fixed, get whatever tricks. And you actually made money off of doing it. So I had, I had done it in high school, going into college, selling, selling jewelry and selling other things. And it was great. It was a uh, a part-time position I had done on top of working full-time. So I was like, oh, I'm, I can do that again. Like I can have, I can make that kind of income again and it will pay for like half of my bills like it did before. Worst mistake of my life. If you are listening to this <laughs> thinking of joining an MLM, do not join it. Just don't do it. Don't join. Um, so I was only in that for a few months and then I quickly left it. So I had started making candles. I, I was doing really well with it. And I was doing really well with my graphic design. Then I was like, okay, now I have design clients. I'm selling these candles. What's next? And I, I thought for sure that the next thing was going to be adding art into my small business. And I started adding art. I started adding my graphic, like small bits of graphic design into my shop. And then... I was like, this is great. I'm going to do both of these for quite a while. And then I got pregnant <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. And I quickly found out that my son was allergic to the fragrances. And um, even my doctor was told me I couldn't really be around the potency of the fragrances. And so I, I ended up stop. I stopped making candles for quite some time. I shifted the candle business twice and nothing just was working. And it was always just so stressful. It was like, they were, it was literally the universe trying to tell me it's not meant to be. And I'm like, mm. no, I'm going to find a way to make it work, you know? And what year what are we in at this point? How long ago was this? So Emmett's getting on the first. So this was two years ago. Wow. That, yeah. That I found out that he was allergic, you know? Mm. So um, two years ago, for the last two years, I've been fighting with my inner voice telling me to stop making candles because I think it's because of truthfully because of the money because I was being I was so successful in it and my craft shows and I was doing craft shows on top of being in boutiques on top of being in local stores and I mean and online sales like Etsy and my a separate website I was everywhere and wow. it just and then 2020 hit and it was like you can't be everywhere anymore mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm like Oh, so I took a hit there and it was kind of like, even, even with that, I was still like, should I still do this? Like, I just wasn't <laughs> listening to like that inner voice. And then the universe literally shutting 2020 down. Right. And I was like, I'm still going to try. Like, <laughs> um, so yeah, I think like, um, in December, I weird, I, in December, oh, weird. I, I put a foot down and I said, this is going to be my last Christmas season doing candles. Wow. Uh-huh. So anyway, so I started the COVID-19 
came about in March where I'm at. So like March 13th is when we bought our house and that's actually when like the same time that it it affected um, our area and we're think to the point of shutting everything down. And at this point, I knew I was, that there was like a, being a mom for a, just over a year now in a bit in the small business world and the balancing of working from home with a kid in the balance of trying to move in the, in the balance of balancing everything. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I need to find people I can relate to because I need to be able to see how they do it and learn from them. Like, how do you balance everything? So I went onto YouTube, I was listening to podcasts and there was still this thing missing. Like, and I have always told myself, like the reason why I'm making these specific candles is because they're all natural. And I think that there's, that's the pain point in the market is people are just trying to quickly make candles right? and rather than them be healthy and good for you and vegan friendly, it was like, that was the pain point that I solved. And I now had a new pain point that I needed to solve. And that was how to connect moms to work. I shouldn't say all moms, but self-employed small business moms that need help seeing people and watching people and learning from people that do this professionally and have been successful in it and learning how to balance from them. And that was some, that's why her messy bun came about was because, you know, I was throwing my hair up and like figuring it out. I was trying to get shit done and I, I had no one to watch. So I tried to create that and it just, YouTube wasn't my thing. So I knew I had to try something else, which is where the podcast came. I've had plenty of mom friends reach out to me and be like, how do you do this? I think I want to start my own business, but I don't know. How did you do this? How did you do this? And I was giving out so much free content to them and answering right. free questions, which of course I don't mind whatsoever, but I was not able to balance the 30 questions from mm-hmm. 30 different people that were all the same questions. So I was like, I need to find a spot to put it all together. And TikTok happened to be the first spot that I chose. And then I was like, this is amazing. I think I'm going to turn this into a podcast because I have people messaging me being like, at, at like 200 followers, people were like, wow, you're so inspiring. And in my mind, the following count, like, and in a lot of people's minds, the following count represents just how many, like, just how important you are and just how many clients you might actually have, mm-hmm. expensive you really are. And like, that's not true no. because I know how much I'm worth and how much experience I have. And on TikTok at this moment in time where people were recognizing that as well, I was at 200 followers and still making money off of TikTok with new clients. It was insane. Like it was such a good shift that I was like, this is it. Mm -hmm. And then I was still trying to do candles. I'm like, what is, what is wrong with me? Yeah. (laughs) And it's, it's such a difference with our, our different stories on TikTok you know, we're so similar and we met and we clicked immediately, but we had such different stories with TikTok where I was just sharing what I was learning Mm -hmm. and grew this audience. And now I'm trying to figure out what to do with it. And you are so knowledgeable and have so much value to bring for people who want to do what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And I think people don't realize what, you know, the value sitting in your account. So it's, it's just funny, the different experience. And it's only a matter of time before your TikTok absolutely just blows up. You keep saying that. And I love that. Mm -hmm. And so I, when people are like, how are you not at 10,000? I'm not the person that's like, I know, right. I deserve it. No, I'm like the person that's like, oh my gosh, like I'm, I'll get there when I get there. But I, the, the people that do follow me right now, I like, I love, like I'm genuinely able to make that one-on-one connection with them and like bring them along with the ride and know more about them without feeling that overwhelming sensation of giving, getting a thousand followers a day like you got. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I love the position that TikTok has put me in because truthfully, growing slowly has been amazing. I've been able to hear my target audience. The part of the reason I was drawn to you was because of the confidence that just wafts off of you through oh, through the screen and it's just tangible. And I mean, I want some of that. I think other people want some of that. And 
it's just, it's so available when you go to the Her Messy One TikTok. It's like, you can't not feel it. Oh, that's like the best thing to hear. Like, mm-hmm. Because I don't really talk about how to gain confidence, but that is like a major pres- presence. Like that's the, pre- the, what is the word I'm looking for? Um, like that's the meaning of it. Like mm-hmm. you need confidence in order to get to the next step because the more confident you are, the more comfortable you are doing what your business needs in order to grow. Yeah. I mean, it, what an exciting place to be in too. You know, it's, it's funny. And we always talk about how different our situations are and how different our backgrounds are, but it feels like we're in a very similar spot right now where, you know, you're kind of reinventing her messy bun. We're starting this podcast kind of fresh and new. And right. I'm kind of doing the same thing in my business as well you know, my business that doesn't really exist yet. So it's, you know, it's just funny how it's two very different situations, but between you being my target audience and vice versa, yeah, it's just, we just mesh very well together in just such an unconventional way. Mm-hmm. That I feel like here on the podcast, like we're bringing two halves of a whole together. You're helping solidify this podcast with another perspective that is the target of audience, you know, Mm -hmm. it's great. And I, I'm so excited for it. Um, and I think it's going to finalize the merge along with selling the candle shop. Like I'm, I'm just, there's going to be so many amazing things to listen to on this podcast with you on it. Now there's going to be so many things that like over on TikTok, the website, all of it. So I think that, yeah, that's, that closes up my story and brings me to today. All right. So I think this is a good place to wrap up. I want to you know, let you guys know what you're in for in some of the upcoming episodes. So you just heard us talk about how TikTok has changed our lives. So we're definitely going to have an episode talking about the power of TikTok for those of you who want to start. We're going to talk about essentials when starting your business. And then of course, all things mindset, like confidence and imposter syndrome and all the things. So make sure you're subscribed and you don't want to miss what's coming up. All of the links that we mentioned, our TikToks, everything like that is going to be in the show notes. Well, that's a wrap. See you guys next week or hear you guys next week.